Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this afternoon. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. That God, you have brought us this far. Our children can look forward to an, the resumption of classes. We are grateful. Thank you for the opportunity that our children have to sit at your feet and be taught the word of God. We are grateful. We give honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We may have our seats. Just before I proceed, it has been brought to my attention that uh, I think at one stage we called the names very fast. So there was some mix-up and uh, some names might have been omitted. Please, just bring it to my attention. I'll sort out the, the gifts later and uh, try to reach you. I have about two names. One gift has been brought back to me, but I'll sort out the rest later. May God bless you so much. Our time is far much spent, but we will try to share what God has for us today in the short time that we have. Praise the Lord. Today, I want us just to confine ourselves to the book of John. Book of John. The Gospel according to John. That is the chapter we have mainly dwelt with or upon this week according to our calendar. According to our calendar. I don't know how faithful you have been, but it's too early to be unfaithful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, so just keep quiet. I'm not here to start saying asking questions to know who read and who did not read. I just want us to share a few truths that I and my family discussed in the course of the week. I just feel like I should share them with the church. And as we interact with you, I will also receive what you have been given by the Lord in your family. Praise the Lord. So that is, I'm encouraging you, read that that work that went into that calendar was for your sake. Praise the Lord. Somebody devoted time. God gave the grace for those verses to be, those chapters to be put in every day. It was not to make the calendar beautiful. Praise the Lord. It was not meant to make the calendar beautiful. God laid upon his servants the need for the church to dwell on the word this year. It is important for us to appreciate God's concern for our, the body in this church. Probably there is somewhere we are just sailing now and living upon the words of men and not upon the word of God. You know, the church today, many people trust their pastor more than they trust the word of God. They will say, pastor said this, you ask them, what did God say? But pastor said this. So it's pastor fighting against God for your life. And some pastors also are very happy when people say, my pastor. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying our pastors say that. I, this, what I mean by saying there are people who are pastors and they get glory in being pastors rather than being servants of God. Praise the Lord. And that is what God, I believe God is trying to tell us 
hey, Kenneth, hey, you and your family, begin to focus on me. I have laid these people before you as servants. They are directing you to me, and so I'm seeking your attention. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1. So I've just said lessons from the book of John. The lessons are so many. These ones are my lessons. You have your lessons. We will have our lessons. And another church will have their lessons in that book. Praise the Lord. So don't say this is all that you need to learn from there. When I go to study the book again, I will learn new lessons from the same verses. Praise the Lord. So it is not the end. Chapter 1, verse 35. And don't ask me why I skipped all those others. Praise the Lord. Chapter, five, um, chapter 1, verse 35 says, The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Praise the Lord. In the Bible, in the disciple training, we have been taught, and this is the truth about the Word of God, that God is always at work. Praise the Lord. I'm saying it's the truth of the Word of God, because Jesus said, whatsoever I see my Father do, that means God is about doing things. And the Son was always observing to see what the Father is doing. And that is why he had confidence in everything he did, because he knew he was not only doing something that he had thought about, but he was modeling the Father. Praise the Lord. So I'm saying this from verse 35 onwards. We realize something fundamental in the Christian body. That there is an invitation to join God in his work. Praise the Lord. Jesus was just starting his ministry. And so he was assembling up an army. A God has got an army marching through the land. Everlasting joy. And in this army I've got a part. Praise the Lord. We must desire to join God in his work in this year. Because that is the word of God. We must purpose in our lives that we want to join him in his business. We must be about our father's business in this year. Those two people decided to join. And they went. They had been with John the Baptist. But at this particular moment they realized now we have found what we wanted. And that is Jesus Christ. They followed him. Praise the Lord. Verse 41. Andrew did not hesitate to announce his, his discovery of Jesus to his brother. So if we read 41, it says, Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Praise the Lord. There will be need for you in this year. Once you discover that Jesus Christ is the Messiah in your life and acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, there will be need for you to pronounce it to the next person. Praise the Lord. That is the work of God. 
being about your father's business. Being about your father's business. 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Verse 44. Philip was from Bethsaida and Andrew and, uh, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. So, Andrew and Philip decided also to be part of this work. What about you? Are you willing also to be part of this army? Are you willing to make a decision to join God in his work in this year? Because it's about doing something in your life and everywhere else. Praise the Lord. So the first thing we discovered as a family in this year is that God is inviting us to join him afresh in his work. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Verse 4, dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Verse 6, standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. And what did they do? They filled the jars with the water. Praise the Lord. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. And also the servants dipped this is not in the Bible, I'm just adding, eh? Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so the servants also followed his instructions. So they dipped and took out some of the drink. So what we gather from this, there will be need for us to have absolute trust in God in this year. Praise the Lord. There will be need for us to have absolute trust in God. When the mother of Jesus Christ approached him and said, they have no wine, and Jesus went on explaining why he sh he's not supposed to do it. I, I'm sure, was she listening even? Eh? Was Mary listening? I have told you, my son, they have no wine. And she took off. Eh? So Jesus went talking behind her. Mother, you know my time has not reached. But he realized the mother had already said, I have trust that you are going to do it. Praise the Lord. My trust is in you. You are my son, yes, but you are my God. I trust in you that you will do it. So he wa she walked away. That's absolute trust. She did not go to any other person and say, you know, I've, maybe let's look for something else. No. There was absolute trust on the part of Mary. She did not hesitate. Now, the truth of the matter is, there are circumstances that we will have to face this year. And only absolute trust in God will deliver us. Nothing else. It's only God who shall intervene to deliver us. 
I don't want to be the bridegroom who has invited the who is who in town to my homestay. And then my wine, whatever I had offered them, gets finished. Um, I reach that point where I'm waiting for somebody to suggest that they are tired, they want to go home, so that I can quickly say, okay, it's all right. Uh, yeah, I need to quickly send them out. No, I want them to stay and feel at home. And this time, this man was about to panic, but the mother remembered Jesus, this man, many prophecies have been declared upon him. This is the time to usher him into this situation. Are you going to invite Christ in your life, in your situation? Or you are going to run out and start searching for other ways of overcoming? It, this is an opportunity for you to stay on the, uh, to, to trust in the word of God and begin to put it into action. Praise the Lord. Another thing that we learned from that, that passage is that there was total obedience. On the part of the servants, on the part of the servants, it is risky really. I don't want to be the person who is going to serve. I know I've poured water in this jar and I'm being told take some of it. I don't want to be the one who is going to serve that. Just in case. Are you getting me? I don't want my face to be seen there. This is the man who served me water in the party. But these guys just trusted. They had, I, I don't know whether they had met Jesus, Jesus before. I'm not sure. Here is a mother who just comes in and tells you, okay, whatever that man tells you, do. And then they did. And then the same man tells you, now take your poured water, take some of it and serve the, the guest. Obedience. They were not questioning. Praise the Lord. There are things that God will demand of us in the coming days that will not, not make sense when we apply our logic. But because it is him who has said, we shall join Peter and say, at your word, I'll do it. Praise the Lord. Because you have said, I am going to take a step of faith. Praise the Lord. That's number three. Obedience. Absolute obedience. Then we move on. In verse 13, it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tab tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and the cattle, scattered the money changers, coins over the floor, and turned over their tables. Praise the Lord. When I was growing up, the way this thing was presented to me, this verse, is like uh, Christ <laughs> decided to discipline people. And those are the days primary schools were known in my area. Uh, you needed to have common sense, not to talk in the class when the teacher enters. You needed to have common sense not to keep looking around in the class when the teacher is talking. These days, you have to plead with the students, please, pay attention. I want to teach you. I've come here, this is the reason why I'm here. Please, 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 kindly give me these 40 minutes to speak to you. Those days, you knew your place. 
there was a whip. And sometimes some of the teachers would just put it there. The quiet, uh, what do they, this message, Christ is there, silent. Eh? Uh, the silent listener. So that was the silent, the silent information in the, in the class. There, and we will be with you. So the cane was always there just to remind you. Nobody mentioned it, but it was there. Some of them would say, they will tell the class prefect, I want five good canes placed in the class. So yes, he's, uh, 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 your colleague coming with the canes and putting them there, and he doesn't talk. He goes to his desk and sits. So you know trouble. That math test, things were not good. Some of us are, are not doing math because we are good. The fear. Fear is a good thing. It can make you pass exams. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, but uh, the world has evolved over time. And these days, the children have got their rights. And then we have got human rights. Then we have got women's rights. So I don't know whether women are not human beings. <laughs> we have all those rights, and so you can never dare do that. Discipline in the house of God. Praise the Lord. Jesus was demanding absolute discipline in the affairs of God. He could not stand to see things run in a, a, careless, I mean, in a confused way in the house of God. And so he was sending a clear message. The house of my father is not for business. It's for worship. Praise the Lord. I want you to have that in your mind whenever you are coming every Friday, that you are not just coming here to meet people. You're not just coming to say hi or to register your name as part of tea, the Bread of Life Church, but you are coming to be ministered to by God. That's the first starting point. When you pronounce that to yourself in the house, the service will never be boring. The worship will be wonderful. And you will enjoy every part of the, the fellowship. Yes, many things may be said, but you will pick out, there will be no single Friday you are going to walk out without something that is going to bless your heart. You will get something. Discipline in the house of God. We must guard all that belongs to our Father. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Nicodemus. So we know that Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ by night. He was a religious leader. And he was vast in the things of religion. But by the confession of his own mouth, when he came to Jesus Christ, because the colleagues were not there, he said, we know. Although we refuse to hear, Although we refuse to listen to you, we refuse to show people that we respect what you say, but we know. Whenever we are seated in our council, we know you are a man sent from God. Praise the Lord. But because of religion, because of our position in the society, we are not ready to acknowledge that in public. That's why I have come at night so that we can discuss these affairs. Praise the Lord. But I like the way Jesus responded to all this. I like the way Jesus responded 
to whatever was happening. He said, verse 3, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. In essence, Jesus was telling him, my friend Nicodemus, stop playing church. Stop playing religion. You need the salvation of God in your life. Praise the Lord. He did not go to those discussions of teacher. and No, he went to his, the real problem. This guy is playing church. This play, guy is playing religion. He does not believe in the salvation of God. So he went and pronounced to him that unless you are born again, you shall never see the kingdom of God. This year we pronounce to everybody in this church, unless you surrender your life to God, to be your personal savior, it is a waste of time coming to church. Praise the Lord. And claiming that you are born again. Sit down alone in your quiet times, reflect over your life, and question yourself thoroughly. Interrogate your life. Am I truly born again? Have I really surrendered my life to Jesus Christ? Am I walking in the path of righteousness? Have I given all that I need to do that I may be acceptable before my Father? So the question of religion must cease in this year. The church is not going to drive that away. Can you say, I am going to drive that away? I'll run away from religion. I'll run away from church. <laughs> now some of you will not come here on Friday and say, Ah, Brother Kenneth said. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want us to be committed to this path of salvation. Let our lives be committed to God. Let us not just study the word and never reflect over it. There's a lot that we need to learn from this word. Praise the Lord. This, the, the, let me just finish with this. I know time is gone. Verse 27 and 30. No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourself know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am not here to prepare, the, I am only here to prepare the, for him the way. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. He must increase and I must decrease. I want us to stop at that point and say one thing in our lives. This year, the self must die. Praise the Lord. The biggest enemy, every human being, the biggest enemy that every human being can ever face is the self. You can overcome all these other things so easily. But making yourself subject to the Spirit of God is a battle that once you win it, you are in a different realm. Praise the Lord. And that is why 
we must make the eye. Remember Lucifer? You remember Lucifer? Some of you don't know him. You have never had an encounter with him. That man initially, he was in heaven. Praise the Lord. He was the one leading worship in heaven. But the day he said, I, trouble. Praise the Lord. The day the thought of I must ascend to the throne. I must, I must. Problem began. It will never end. You know it. Praise the Lord. I pray that this day, as we leave this place, all of us will begin to address the I in us and begin to say, Kenneth must die, that Christ must be seen in him. All the interests of Kenneth must be shared off, that God's interest must take precedence in our lives. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up. Praise God. Are you ready to surrender your life to God? Are you ready to obey Him? Are you ready to fulfill what He has sent you to do in this world? You need to accept Him as your Savior. Do you have the desire to join your Father at work? Are you ready for His instruction? You have been assured that you have to trust God this year. But you need to maintain discipline. You need to maintain discipline. Surrender your life unto God. We were all clapping here for the children because they received the gift. For God so loved the world. As far as I know, I'm part of that world. That is why we say, for God so loved Francis. You can as well put your name there and receive the greater gift. We have all accepted the greater gift of this world. Brethren, we all clap for our children today. For God so loved the world, He has given us His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I pray as we bring the service to close that the spirit that will guide you, the spirit that will direct you to accept him, to accept that great gift and join that gift at work and join that gift in what he's doing and maintain the discipline and remove the I, I, I from your life. The Lord Almighty will grant you in the mighty name of Jesus. We have clapped, we have appreciated what gifts have been given to children today. And I pray that gift that God has given us shall be established firmly in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we close the service, let the gift of your only begotten Son go with us in Jesus' name. This is the beginning of the year. 
Father, the spirit to study your word daily as organized by the church of God. Grant each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every distraction that may distract you not to look into those daily chapters. I command the spirit of God to swallow them up in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of this month, you will testify to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of the year, we shall rejoice with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, almighty God. Once again, we bless the Friday teachers. We give glory for the wisdom that you have given unto them to direct our children. Father, we pray that you continue to renew them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for their leader. He has been a leader. He shall never become tail in the mighty name of Jesus. That wisdom that you have been giving him to direct that ministry, Lord Almighty, continue to renew it in his life in Jesus' name. And I thank God, I pray for the leadership of this church, for the initiative of this gift in their life. And I pray that God Almighty will continue to grant every leader in this church the wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, we bless your son that you have used for us this day, that you will anoint him more in Jesus' name. You will renew his spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. And every word we have heard today, everything we have seen on, this, on, the, on the pulpit today, Lord, it shall be established firmly in our life in Jesus' name. Thank you, almighty God. Blessed be your holy name. We remember those that have traveled once again. They have gone safely. Father, let them return safely in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.